Hello, this is John Smallwood, Senior Wealth Advisor at Smallwood Wealth Management located in Red Bank, New Jersey. Today, we are continuing on the 19 sources of retirement income, and we're going to be focusing on the reverse mortgage, sort of a high-level explanation of how a reverse mortgage works, why one would want to do it. In a reverse mortgage, I mean, we start off with the basic concept. If you think about a mortgage, it's the bank paying you paying the bank to own your house. A reverse mortgage is the bank's paying you to get your house. Pretty simplistic. Okay. It's a lot of nuances in reverse mortgages. And before you go down this route, you really want to understand the pros and cons of it, the fees that are structured with it. But potentially it takes a house, your primary residence, and makes it one of the most valuable assets out there, potentially. If you think about it, I buy a house, I get a mortgage, that mortgage is deductible, that interest, assuming it's above a certain level, and I get the benefit from it. Your real estate taxes could be deductible. Right now, they're limited to the SALT deduction, state and local income tax limitation of $10,000. Before that tax law, they were fully deductible. The house grows during, hopefully in value, over the time frame that I hold it. And when I sell it, the house has pretty interesting tax benefits where $250,000 can be excluded when I sell it from capital gains. And if I'm married, I can do, my wife and I can each, or my spouse and I can each do 250. So that's 500,000. So I can buy a house for 500, grows to a million. I can sell it for that million dollars and not pay tax on that 500,000. So that's pretty powerful. But for a lot of us, we love our houses and we want to stay in our houses and we want to enjoy them. And in retirement, I've you know worked so long to get the house and get it paid for. Now I want to live on it. I want to enjoy it. I want to benefit from it. So what's interesting is in one of the earlier podcasts that we were talking about the 19 sources of retirement income, we were talking about the use of a, of a life insurance policy and the dividends that are received from, from a whole life insurance policy. We talked about the value of a death benefit and what could I do with that? So if you think about it from entering retirement and the house consumes a large percentage of my net wealth greater than 35% is kind of what we look at as the crosshairs if it's greater than 35% of my of my assets it's going to suck a lot of my assets to keep it going because a house is expensive it has maintenance it has taxes it has landscaping it has improvements so many things right so what we look at is, can the house be turned into an income producing asset? Is it something that can make sense? Let's say I have this house and it's worth $500,000 and I'm able to do a conventional reverse mortgage, which we'll talk about. There's private reverse mortgages and conventional reverse mortgages. But let's say I do a reverse mortgage and I, I get annual income from the reverse mortgage. It really, you know, when you're over 65, 70 is really where this starts to make sense. It doesn't really, it's not really available and or it does not make sense below those ages. But let's say that I'm 70, I've got the house, it's paid for, it's worth $500,000 and 
I'd like to have more income. So I get a reverse mortgage that's going to pay me an annual income for both my spouse and I. I can get what's called a home equity reverse mortgage where I can access up to a certain percentage. I can do a combination of the two, but let's just assume that we get that annual income reverse mortgage. So I'm getting, let's say at 70, the math is going to translate into a $25,000 a year income that I'm going to receive from the financial institution that's doing the reverse mortgage. If I do that for a long period of time, the bank is providing me with $25,000 a year for let's say 10 years, they've given me $250,000 worth of income. That income is tax free, and but it has interest that's gonna be associated with that. And there are fees that up front that are gonna cover, there's some government fees, et cetera, that are gonna be in there. So let's say at the end of the 10 year time frame, I, between interest that has accumulated and the, the fees up front that I have accumulated, I owe $300,000 on that 250,000 of payments that I received. And I decided that I wanna sell the house and move somewhere else. You can sell the house. Now, let's say the house is still worth 500,000, pay off that mortgage and go buy your next house. You know, you had the benefit of the 250, perhaps you kept more money in your plan, but what's interesting is that income is tax-free. It has to be from your primary residence. But if you go, let's say you stay in the house for 40 years and you received you know, $500,000 worth of income with interest, et cetera, the houses were you know, that you owe over $700,000 and the house is still only worth 500,000. It's a non-recourse loan in most cases, and they can't go after your other assets. But if you look at, if you visualize for a second and you say, okay, I've got this million dollars of assets that I'm trying to produce $40,000, $50,000 a year, and I've got this $500,000 house that is costing me a lot of money to maintain. I may have pension income or social security on top of that, but things are tight and I really would like income. So... I do the reverse mortgage, I can now generate $25,000 a year, which is a substantial number from this asset that helps offset the things. The negative side of this is that if I live too long and I get too much income, the house is not going to be my family or my kids, it's going to go to the bank, okay? The bank can't throw you out of the house, they can't do anything like that. You still have to maintain the house the same way that, that you would. but you're getting this income stream and it's a substantial increase in the income. I think that's what's powerful about it. I look at this and say, if I, you know, going back to the podcast on the dividends, tax-free dividends from the life insurance. So if I owned life insurance on that million dollars and let's say my cash value was 250 and I was getting a dividend out of that policy for, you know, let's say 7,500 and that's coming in tax-free and the death benefits 700,000. And I look at that and say, why don't we, because we have the life insurance, let's take the reverse mortgage. So now I'm getting the income from the cash value 
but I'm also now turning on the reverse mortgage that's giving me $25,000 a year of income. When I die, the $700,000 can be used to pay off the reverse mortgage. Now, you may want your family house, your parents' house. Your kids may want your house. You may not want the house. It depends where the house is and where you're living. But the idea is that that liquidity provides for the same inheritance. And most people have a, a mental disconnect that if they do the reverse mortgage, they're going to disinherit their family. And I really want to look at this and say the purpose of a really good financial strategy is this, you know, develop enough wealth that when you get to the point where you are retired and living off those assets, you can spend and you can enjoy the wealth and still pass the wealth to your family. So the reverse mortgage is a great tool to generate sustainable tax advantage, tax-free income. And in combination with the tax-free dividends from the life insurance and the death benefit, you can dramatically increase your income as opposed to not having that. If you don't have that, most people aren't going to do it because they don't they feel like they don't want to disinherit their families. In the reverse mortgage world, there's a lot of different nuances. There's, you know, when you go through the fees, one of the largest fees that's, that is in a reverse mortgage is there's a bond that is paid to the government that says if the financial institution that you did your reverse mortgage with defaults, you still get your payments. So you have to look at the fees. You have to understand those before you make any decisions on a reverse mortgage. You should work with a reverse mortgage specialist. But I kind of look at this also and say, if I retired in 1990, 30 years ago, when I started my financial career, interest rates in the bank, seven, eight percent. So there was income coming in from all those sources. And as I went through inflation, planned obsolescence, I need a new car, I need a new dishwasher, technological change, I need a cell phone, then I need a data plan, then I need a streaming service, I need 90 streaming services. All these things are coming at me and providing financial pressure, not to mention healthcare, et cetera. But along the way, as the interest rates collapsed, the house value is increasing, but the interest rates on my other assets are declining, which is causing pressure. At some point, having that ability to turn on the reverse mortgage to reduce the impact of the interest rate risk and the inflation and the planned obsolescence, the reverse mortgage would be a wonderful vehicle somewhere along the way for me to have turned that on to reduce the pressure on my other assets. And that's something that anybody listening to this podcast has no idea what their future is going to be. We don't know what interest rates are going to be. We don't know what tax rates are going to be. But having my plan set up so I can take a reverse mortgage, if it makes the most sense, and do it without disinheriting my family and without, you know, disinheriting my spouse or anything like that. There are ways to do this. The reverse mortgage can be a very powerful tax-free vehicle, unlike anything that's out there. And it really makes your house super, super valuable. When you think about it during the accumulation phase or the acquisition phase, you had the mortgage interest deduction. Maybe you had real estate tax deduction for many years. Now you don't, but now you can generate tax-free income from that vehicle 
in the future now, there are private reverse mortgage companies that will do more than the FHA limits. These are things that before you dip your toe in the water, you should really understand and go through some of the information that's out there to understand the pros and cons of it. But it could be a tremendous opportunity for you, depending upon what the future is like. If inflation is high, the reverse mortgage is going to be a great tool for you to turn on. Interest rates stay low. It could be a great tool. It could just be a great tool, period. Again, understanding how this works for you is really important. We've developed in our practice, we've developed what we call the wealth curve pressure identifier conversation. And that's a free, no obligation conversation with a financial advisor to determine where your pressure is and start identifying ways to reduce that pressure to increase either savings now during the accumulation phase or look at ways to increase your retirement income now if you're already retired. You can call the office at 732-542-1565 and talk to somebody in the office and set up one of those meetings. You can download our five ways your wealth under attack book. You can go to the website and download the 19 sources of retirement income. We have a YouTube channel that has lots of videos and ideas on it also. This is something that our you know, ongoing conversation about, I need to be prepared. I don't know what's coming. The more options I have in my plan, the more durable I am in the future when stuff happens, right? You know, things don't go according to plan, which sometimes they go better than according to plan. And many times they don't go according to plan. So I need backups. I need redundancies. I need ways to generate income without you know, selling the house. So if you think about even on the reverse mortgage, this example I'm using with the $500,000 house, well, I can downsize. So I get less of a house. Let's say I split the house and I, I move somewhere and I put 250 in the bank and go buy a house for 250 somewhere else. So I buy less of a house. I could reverse mortgage that house too but I'm not generating as much income and I'm giving up on something that I really liked and enjoyed because the financial pressure and the market volatilities and the planned obsolescence and the technological change is beating down on my wealth potential. So I think, you know, it's a conversation of what's right for you, the individual, what's right for the family, what kind of planning did you do in advance? that allows you to do this in a way that is beneficial to all that are part of the plan. Wonderful to talk to you today. Hopefully you found this to be enough information. If you want more information on this, we have resources that you can talk to and people that you can talk to that are true specialists in this area. There's some really cool things with a, with a reverse mortgage, I believe, if you're prepared for them. Welcome to the end of the video. Smallwood Wealth Management is an investment advisor representative. The opinions expressed by Smallwood Wealth Management and guests on this show are their own. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice, information presented for this educational purposes only. Moreover, no listener should assume that any discussions or information presented serves as a receipt of 
or substitute for personalized advice from Smallwood Wealth Management or from any other investment professional and is not intended as an offer of solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Smallwood Wealth Management is not a law firm or an accounting firm, and no portion of this presentation should be interpreted as legal, accounting, or tax advice. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as a recommendations appropriate for any individual. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from a qualified tax, legal, or investment advisor to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Thank you for listening.